Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is five common mistakes real estate investors make. But before I get started, Hey, it's just great to be back and uh, missed you guys and uh, missed uh, having an opportunity just to interface with you in any way we can. Uh, thanks for those of you that have been uh, sending me, uh, you know, texts and uh, well, not text. I don't think I, I don't think I got any text, but uh, emails and uh, uh, have been contacting me, um, you know, for questions uh, or just to connect. So we just love your feedback on episodes as they come out as well to find out uh, exactly what you guys are interested in doing. So I hope your real estate investing is going well. As you know, if you listened to the last show, I have relocated to Tennessee and uh, trying to get used to it. It is really great here. I, I, I can't speak enough about how great it is. It's just, it's just a, a wonderful place. The people are so nice and, uh, it's just, it's just been real, a real blast. So, uh, um, hopefully I'll give you updates as we go along here too, but, uh, let's jump into our topic, five common mistakes, real estate investors make. Now, as you know, if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, I always ask my uh, new guests what their biggest mistake was and what they learned from that mistake. One of the reasons I do that is because we can learn a lot from the mistakes of other real estate investors who are successful today. Now, my guests have shared many different mistakes, all of which have been very helpful to know for me personally, as well as our listeners. But to be sure, there's a lot that can go wrong when you invest in real estate. Now, you can overpay for a property, buy in the wrong area, use the wrong lender or loan product, or overestimate the rent you're likely to receive, just to name a few. The list of mistakes is far too long to discuss in any one podcast, but here are five of the biggest uh, mistakes that... Uh, I think both first time as well as experienced real estate investors make and some of the steps about how to avoid those uh, mistakes. These are five potentially cost mistakes that uh, have not only been shared by guests, but um, you know, that I've experienced personally as well. So let's dig into them. Number one, plan for the unexpected. If you buy a rental property that brings in 2000 in monthly rent, and your monthly mortgage payment includes you know, taxes and insurance, let's say it's around 1500 it may seem like the property should produce $500 in monthly cash flow. But that's rarely the case. One big mistake many real estate investors make is that they fail to budget for the unexpected, specifically things like vacancies and repairs. 
At some point, your property will be unoccupied. And it may be for a few weeks, you know, maybe between tenants, but it, you know, it, it's going to happen. And that's why I encourage new investors as well as other you know, savvy investors too, to at least purchase a duplex as a property, uh, maybe your first property. Um, better yet, invest in a fourplex. Now, that way, if you have a vacancy, it only impacts one half of your cash flow with a duplex, for example, or one fourth of your cash flow if it's a, a fourplex. That's why, as a rule of thumb, it's a good idea to set aside at least 10% of the rent to cover vacancies so you don't have to come out of pocket to pay the mortgage when your tenants move out. When a tenant moves out, you have what I call turnover or turnaround expenses. Things like painting and fixing things, replacing things like carpet if necessary, rekeying locks and and you know some some things can be depending on the tenant, you know, can be quite costly. So, you, you know, setting that money aside is, is smart. You're also going to need to set aside um, money for maintenance or repairs over the course of that uh, tenant being there. And uh, that's for things like fixing clogged sinks and toilets, repairing leaky roofs, replacing light bulbs, servicing air conditioners, heaters, uh, changing filters and repairing appliances, things like that. Um, not to mention replacing more costly items like water heaters that go out, uh, HVAC, uh, or even appliances. So plan to set aside at least around 10 to 15% of the rent you collect to cover maintenance and repairs. When calculating your expected cash flow, don't forget to consider these expenses or your projections aren't likely to be too realistic. Um, my first properties, this was part of my problem. I had reserved, a, you know, a chunk of money to do renovations and what have you and thinking, well, that'll take care of things. I, I'm not going to have to worry about it after I you know, upgrade and do whatever is necessary to, you know, to try to make things, um, you know, more new and what have you. But Boom, you know, all of a sudden you know, I found out, you know, you need money for this, uh, you need money for this, you need money for that. So you can, I think setting up that, uh, that fund that you have that when you're taking, you know, 10% out of the rent, putting it in that fund uh, and having that as a, a reserve, so to speak, um, that you're constantly putting into, uh, every time rent's paid, I think is a, is a smart way of, uh, being able to, you know, to manage that property. Let's go to number two. Don't self-manage just to save money. When you buy your first investment property, you have to choose whether you want to hire a property manager or do it for yourself. And if you're not familiar, property managers typically take about 10% of collected rent on a long-term rental property. To be sure, there are some good reasons to self-manage. For example, maybe you're a re retiree and have the time to deal with tenant issues. However, it's important to realize that property managers can provide tremendous value for their 10% cut. And the decision to self-manage shouldn't just be to save money. Sometimes it can end up costing you more money. A good property manager will market the property, screen tenants, handle complaints and tenant issues, schedule maintenance, pay utilities on your behalf and more. And a property manager will likely know exactly how to price your rental property, which in many cases can be worth the 10% commission all by itself. Number three, don't forget administrative and professional fees. 
Your rental property, even if you have only one, is a business and you need to treat it as such. Your accounting and bookkeeping are critical. One of the biggest advantages of real estate investing are the great write-offs that there are, especially the tax advantages you have. You can't you know, really enjoy that benefit without keeping really good records and you know, detailed records. Whether you get QuickBooks and try to do it yourself or employ bookkeepers and CPAs, there are real costs associated with that. Not to mention things like attorney fees for the multiple legal documents associated with buying and selling properties, leases, evictions, setting up LLCs, and more. And there are other costs like marketing uh, vacancy, paying lease up and renewal fees, uh, property management fees, and so forth. So allowing funds for uh, administrative and professional fees is key to maintaining a good real estate business. Number four, Rental properties aren't the only way to go. It's important to mention that, especially in today's inflated real estate market, rental properties aren't the only real estate investments available. In fact, in some markets, it's very difficult to find a rental property that will produce enough positive cash flow to make it worth your while, unless you're willing to buy a property that's in need of major repairs or upgrades. You can invest in real estate through crowdfunding sites syndications, buying deeds, trusts, and liens. Uh, you could be a hard money lender, wholesaler, flipper, and more. But there are other ways to do things. And uh, in fact, many investors are finding, especially right now, uh, at this time in the economy, that real estate investment trusts, or otherwise known as REITs, are a great choice in this current environment. They have the same general concept that rental properties do in terms of producing income, uh, but you don't really have to deal with all the landlording problems or, or headaches. Many REITs have long track records of growing profits and raising their dividends every year. So if you're thinking of investing in real estate for the first time, maybe this is an option worth considering. And my last one, number five, <laughs> avoid class C properties. I know a lot of you getting started are looking at only class C properties. And one of my personal mistakes is that I purchased a bunch of class C properties when I first started in real estate investing for one main reason, they're cheap. Class C properties are usually older buildings that are more than 30 years old with minimal amenities and maybe some outdated systems. In fact, they may have most of their original appliances and mechanicals. Many of these investment properties show visible deterioration and often have deferred maintenance issues. Due to their poor condition, they tend to have lower upfront costs compared to the other property classes. However, they will often require more ongoing repairs and hands-on maintenance. As a real estate investor, you must invest some money in repairing the structure and the mechanical systems. Some properties will require more than others, and some will require significant renovation work before they can, you can even expect to, to generate cash flow. With all the negative characteristics of Class C properties, you may be wondering why an investor would invest in Class C. One aspect that makes a Class C property a good real estate investment is the low acquisition cost. Like I mentioned, it's cheap sometimes and uh, they are cheaper than class A and class B properties. And the rental rate is usually more than 1% of the acquisition cost. Um, in fact, you know, one of the, the attractions of the class C properties are their cap rates, their high cap rates. Therefore, the, the return on investment when investing in these properties is higher in terms of cash flow and cap rates 
out of all multifamily asset classes, these properties offer the highest potential for bigger cash flow. Since areas with this type of rental property tend to have lower wage tenants, home ownership is usually a big challenge. Therefore, you will have a deep pool of renters if you decide to buy Class C properties for investment. If your real estate investment strategy focuses on cash flow, then Class C properties may be a good investment. With the right strategy, it can still be very lucrative. But keep in mind, it, it does require more effort and more time. I, I happen to do well on my Class C properties. They can tend, especially with the, you know, even a slight amount of renovation, they can appreciate also a lot faster. But keep in mind, it's a, it's a lot of hard work. And, uh, and some people just specialize in them. They also specialize in, in um, you know, getting government assistant uh, tenants and so forth as a means to, uh, to generate the, uh, you know, sort of the maximum amount that you can get with Class C. But I would recommend, especially starting out, that you, you know, buy at least a Class B property because um, you won't be discouraged. I know a lot of people try Class Cs right up front and, and it just gives them a terrible experience as a rental owner. And uh, I, just, I just recommend against it. Anyway, in conclusion, the bottom line is learn from other people's mistakes. Now, these are mistakes that have been talked about on and on in our, in our shows from other people. I still believe real estate investing is one of the best, if not the best investment out there. All I want to say is that I think it's worth, worth your while, especially if you persevere and don't get discouraged by a lot of the little things that can happen because the long-term reward is great. And, and I'm living proof of that here in Tennessee and living the way we want to live in our retirement years. Um, if I didn't, if I gave up early, I wouldn't have seen this uh, benefit at all. So anyway, I'm rooting for you guys and I hope that, uh, hope that you guys will, will stick to it and, uh, continue moving forward with your real estate investing goals. Well, that's it for now. Please note old dog listeners, everything presented here today, including, uh, links can be accessed in our detailed show notes on the old dogs website at olddogsreinetwork.com forward slash blog. And you're going to look for the episode entitled five common mistakes, real estate investors make. Well, that's the show for today. Remember cash flow is king and real estate investing the means until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the old dogs, REI network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.